99% of people say that family is the most important thing in their life. Yet, building a harmonious family can be a challenge to many of us. So many questions we have no answers to. In this podcast, I, Nevena Bajalac, Dubai's number one harmonious family expert and coach, author and speaker, interview parents around the globe so you can hear the real stories, experiences and struggles parents face. Every guest will, will share with us a unique discovery about parenting, something that nobody told them about. And I will also share with all of you unique tools, strategies that you can use to enjoy parenting more and building that harmonious family you have dreamed about. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the new episode of Building a Harmonious Family with Nevena Bajalats. And today we have a special guest. I know that every guest is special, but I am very excited to introduce Janelle Krista. And I hope I pronounced that well. Janelle will correct me if not. And Janelle is coming to us from California. She's mother of two, and she's Hollywood spiritual coach, healer, actor, producer, uh, screenwriter, creator of conscious entertainment. And I'm looking forward to hear more about this conscious entertainment and hear her story. But Janelle is also a best-selling author of books, Spiritual Ninja and The Harmony Keys. So Janelle, welcome to the show, first of all. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to be on a, a family and a parenting Podcast. Yeah, and, and I'm super excited to have someone from entertainment industry because I didn't have chance yet. And uh, I am really looking forward to, to have this discussion with you and hear more about your journey. So I would love to start by asking you, just tell us a little bit more about your background. Um, share with us who are you, how your journey started, where were you before, where are you now? Now, obviously, you're a best-selling author and a mom and, and successful woman, but let's start a little bit earlier about about your background sure yeah so um as i'm hearing you say that i'm i'm taking it in and thinking about myself as a younger person going oh my gosh that's me that's so that's so weird to even think about um and i'm just vocalizing that because i think anyone listening no matter where you are you can go wherever you possibly imagine or don't even imagine because to me that seemed like an unbelievable future um so I had a really crazy childhood and crazy adolescence, um, a lot of instability, I guess you can say. I had, by the time I was 18, I had like 14 different siblings, all from different uh, parents and some were half, some were step, some were adopted. In some cases, I was the adopted one. And uh, it was really crazy. I didn't have a tremendous sense of myself because I had all these other human beings around me um, and not really knowing where I belonged or who I belonged to, or um, it was just a really, really crazy uh, upbringing with so many different people and parents and families and values and views and, and uh, not a ton of consistency. So when I was an adolescent, I started having uh, really, I guess it exhibited as really bad behavior problems um, uh, on the outside. And so I got diagnosed with all of these different disorders. I, I was diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder, 
which essentially means you hate authority, which is like every teenager, um, <laughs> and, and ADD and PTSD and anxiety. And as I got older, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and everyone was just kind of trying to label me and put a diagnosis on me. And it, <laughs> it was really confusing. All of it was very confusing. And I, I was experiencing a, a lot of different things in, in life and a lot of different trauma was happening. And I didn't have really any techniques or tools to know how to navigate through life. And I didn't have a, a ton of role models either. So it was really, really hard and very lonely. And at a young age, I became really suicidal. At 12 years old, I started hurting myself and that continued on throughout my adolescence. It was kind of my way of controlling a situation was I can hurt mm -hmm. myself and no one can hurt me as bad as I can hurt myself or ultimately I have the power to hurt you more than you can hurt me. So um, that was kind of how I dealt with things as a teenager. And as I got older, I started exploring in drugs and alcohol. I, at the age of 14, I got kicked out of school for drinking at school and um, was kind of in and out of cop cars. And um, by the time I was 18, I was pretty out of control with drugs. Uh, my dad kicked me out. I didn't really have anywhere to live and just continued on this crazy spiral of drug abuse. And I didn't really love myself enough to stop. I had no reason to really stop. I had no sense of the future whatsoever. And uh, all I had to draw from was this backdrop of my past, which was really crazy. So uh, when I was 21 years old, I put myself through rehab for the second time and I'd been clean for about two weeks and all of a sudden I got pregnant and it was really, really surprising and it wasn't planned, but I was so happy. It was the best thing that could have ever possibly happened to me because now I had a reason to be able to change my life and transform my life. And I knew that I wanted to give my child a different life than the one I had. And so from that moment on, I, I really, really focused on healing myself and uh, healing and recovering and uh, transforming my life. And it, it's unbelievable. You know, I'm, I'm 35 now. She's my daughter. My older daughter is 14. And at that point, I could have never even imagined who I would become. And, uh, and I'm still, you know, becoming something more. I'm sure in 10, 15 years from now, I'll be like, oh, who, who was that person? Um, so it really, it, it was the, the beautiful gift of my daughter, which her name is Jasmine, which is, uh, means gift from God. So uh, that was really the turning point for me. And of course, there's tons of stories after that. It didn't really get easier <laughs> uh, <laughs> from making that decision. It got harder in so many ways, but um, that was really what awoken me to wanting to create change in my life and my future. Wow. Wow. As I mentioned before we started the podcast, I um, and for listeners, I don't know, you know, your whole story. So I love to get surprised. And um, I think that's the beauty of the podcast. I just love the, the role and I love the honesty and really thank you for sharing everything. And um, it's been quite a journey, but I think that it really helps us. Uh, it doesn't matter. It helps us be where we are, right? Everybody has a story. And I think 
the, we're going to talk a little bit more about your work, but your work now and your passion comes because you overcome so many difficult things and now you have a passion to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask you, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know where to start, right? I spent five years working in orphanage and I'm so passionate about children and uh, my dream is to adopt one day as well um, and help some children have a family. Um, but I want to ask you for many parents listening, what do you think was the main, what was the main reason? Because drugs and alcohol is just, uh, you know, it's just the way to get away from our problem, from the pain. So what was the real pain you were experiencing? What was some, something internally that you had to overcome that you realized, oh, wow, this is why I was, you know, using drugs and drinking and trying to actually cure this part of me. So what was the, the inside of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, it really actually was a deep, deep wounding of a lack of connection, really. And I think that I found that in drugs, because I found this whole other world that I could explore and feel connected on some level, um, connected to something, because I had been so disconnected and, and seeking connection. And I think that's really important for parents to know, because it's one of my biggest pet peeves when I hear people, parents say, oh, they're just attention seeking. And what I wanna say is they're connection seeking. They're seeking connection. And when you don't have that connection, it is so unbelievably painful. When you don't have that connection to, um, that you can get from a parent or an attachment figure and you don't know where to be able to find that, it can be um, not only alienating, but debilitating and and um, deadly. And I mean, I know that sounds extreme, but here I was as a 12 year old wanting to kill myself. So, and you know, that's unfortunately becoming so much more of a reality that adolescent suicide rates are just going up and skyrocketing. And it's, it's so, so sad. So I, I really honestly, truly believe that it was just a, a well of pain of wanting connection and wanting to be seen and acknowledged and and not knowing where to find that. And when you don't know if you can where you can find that, it, it brings up a million other beliefs about yourselves or about yourself that can be tremendously confusing. So I have a lot of compassion for anyone that is experiencing um, drug addiction or drug abuse or or any kind of self abuse because. It can come out in so many different ways, whether it's with food or whether it's with um, self-sabotage or, or whatever. Uh, I, I really, my heart goes out because I know that we're just seeking this connection and, and a sense of unity with, within ourselves. And, and um, I guess when I, I first graduated from my first therapist on the last session, I just remember thanking her. I was like, thank you so much. You've given me so much. And she looked at me and she said, you just needed some positive mirroring. And yeah. I'll never forget that because children, they mimic everything. They see everything and they need to be looked at in the eye and, and connected with and told that they're loved and that they're wanted. And it doesn't take a lot of time, but we're not able to do that as adults if we can't do that for ourselves, right? Like that was the biggest part of my journey with my daughter was 
I knew I wanted her to have a better life than me. And so at first that meant buying her a bunch of toys and making sure she had all of these things and her room was painted this way and she had whatever she wanted in the material world and, and holding her and, and, you know, just always trying to make sure she never had a bad experience. Everything had to, and what I realized over time was it wasn't about her not having negative experiences in her life because that's not real. That's a fantasy. She needs to have these experiences and challenges so she can grow and be an independent person. But what she really needed was for me to really love myself. And so I could feel connected to myself. And so I could love her fully. And it's been such an amazing, amazing, amazing journey. And I, I can't tell you enough when you work on yourself, you, you, don't even have to really do anything different. Like you, <laughs> you're, you're going to see the changes in your child. They're going to mirror them back to you. It's like an unconscious thing. But when you, when you change yourself and you start to love yourself and feel connected in yourself, your child is going to absorb that on this energetic level. And they're going to see the changes in them. It's, it's really quite miraculous. I have a lot of people come in to me and like, oh, will you work with my kid? Or will you do, you know, healings with my kid? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'll work with you and you're going to see the difference in your kid. Same with me as a, as a family coach. A lot of parents are like, no, no, just give me the strategy. I need to fix his behavior or her, you know, issues. And I'm like, no, no, no. What's happening in the family? And a lot of families and parents are not ready to accept they have to work on themselves. So, you know, there is there is no work. I said, this is the work if you want us to work together. Uh, it's not a quick solution and it's not about the child. And and wow. And I got a goosebumps when you were you were sharing your story, really. Um, I appreciate you. So tell me a little bit more now. Now you're having your daughter. You're saying you were protecting her. Uh, you know, you were buying her toys. So how is your life changing from that point uh, onwards? Like how, what were some other struggles you had to overcome and how did you grow? And then you have a second one, right? As well. So tell us a little bit more about the parenting journey now. Yeah. Well, I've had such an amazing parenting journey because I have two children that are 10 years apart. So my younger son has a completely different mom than my daughter. And it's really, really funny because with my daughter, I probably most definitely would have been seen as a helicopter parent because I was trying to control every single thing she was experiencing in her life. I didn't want her to have any kind of resistance, everything one, you know, I, and, and at that time, I thought that that was me being a really loving, conscious, and protective parent because I didn't have a lot of protection growing up. And so I became overly protective of her. And what I realized over time is that is the flip side of the same quarter. You know, it, it really is still not seeing the child. It was kind of projecting my own experience onto her. And, um, and so I had a lot of healing to do with that because I was trying so hard to just be the best mom, be the best mom, be the best mom. And and it was really not coming from, I mean, it was coming from a good place and a good intention, but it was, it was being exhibited in a, in a controlling manner, really. And so my younger son, it's, it's really funny because he has a whole different world. He goes to a completely outdoor school. It's 100% outside in the world. They go in a little, uh, and he's, only three right now, they go in a little van and they drive around and they go to different beaches and forests and all these different things. And, 
And with my daughter, that would have completely freaked me out. I would have not been okay with that whatsoever. It would have just absolutely made me insane. And um, so that is a reference point for me as a mother to know, oh, wow, I really have changed. I really have uh, allowed my children to go and explore the world and be their own people. And I think that um, that's the that's the real beauty in in parenting is when you can kind of step back and be like a plant in so many ways. You give them the oxygen to breathe. You create a space. You know, it's like a plant in the room. You stay there. You're consistent, but you don't try to go and and move and and you know wrap vines around them. It's like you really really let them be their own people. And there was a book that I read that I always recommend to every parent. It's called um, parenting from the inside out. And it is just such an amazing book. I don't know if you've read it before, but if you haven't, I strongly recommend it. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it really goes deep into the idea of you have to work on your own stuff. Um, and in order to really show up and allow your, your child to be their own person. So it's been the most incredible journey of being a parent. I've grown more in parenting than I have in, in anything else, you know, it's just absolutely fun and remarkable. So I love talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I really love, I really love how much, and I'm so proud of you. Um, I mean, how much you've grown and, um, and everything you achieved and being the best-selling author. So tell us a little bit more about what do you do now? How do you help people? You work in Hollywood. Um, um, it's exciting. I never, you know, I don't know many people who are producing and acting. So for me, this is also very exciting because I know that entertainment industry is very tough on mental health, right? And uh, the pressure people go through and the loneliness they go through, uh, you know, of, of not having those real connections and real friends and so on. So uh, tell us a little bit more. How is it there in the entertainment industry and, uh, and how do you jump in and help uh, people? <laughs> so... Um... The last couple of years, I've been really focusing on, on writing and creating um, different uh, television pilots or movie scripts that are what I call conscious entertainment. And in some ways, it's kind of like faith-based uh, material in the sense that you're focusing on redemption and forgiveness and healing and um, you know uh, coming of age and growth. But I do, I really do it in a way that is so not cheesy or preachy or coming off like that at all. So um, like ultimately, if you look at the thread through all of my work, it's really is kind of faith-based, but I don't omit sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, all the different things that make us human, swear words, all of these different things that, that really are a part of, of humanity that so much, so many faith-based type movies or shows just completely ignore and they make it really cheesy and not real. So um, I really try to deliver positive messaging, even in very, very dark, dark stories um, to really bring light and awareness into these things and, and show that through storytelling, because I think that storytelling is one of the most powerful things that we can do to help um, awaken new thoughts and ideas into people and especially film, because you have um, you literally actually are putting someone in a hypnotic state when they are watching 
TV or a movie because there's flashing lights and there's music and there's sound and there's color. And when your eyes take that in, it actually puts you into a trance state. And so I really feel very, very strongly about the fact that people take that seriously and honor that we're putting people in hypnosis when they're watching television. And so what kind of message are we wanting to deliver to them? And so that kind of drives my passion with that. And then I, I write books that are, um, are much more practical and, and giving people real steps, you know, on how to, how to, uh, be better people, essentially, how to, how mm -hmm. to heal yourself, how to heal your emotions, master your emotions, how to protect yourself energetically, um, how to feel grounded in yourself. Uh, because ultimately that is, how we change the future generations you know i mean i keep going back to that but it's it's really really true it's we we live in a world where we kind of like are taught we got to we have to be saved or we have to go save somebody or there's this honor and in, in this savior idea but the the truth is is really you have to make the choice and the decision within yourself to to transform and change and that's the savior uh, <laughs> so all of my work. And then of course, I also do coaching with people and enter entertainment, but also just anybody. I work with moms. I work with students. Um, I work with tons of people and, and I love that. And I think that's important to have a sense of variety. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, to touch on the loneliness piece, uh, it, I feel like this old paradigm that we've been in in Hollywood has been very lonely and i hope to help bring a little bit of a shift in that and bringing people together and um having a higher purpose and and um a deeper meaning <laughs> wow, absolutely beautiful so i i also read that you have tons of free med uh, meditation for our listeners so we're going to make sure we put a website but tell us a little bit more of um what are a few things so you have your two books right they're available on amazon are they available on amazon yeah, and they're actually available on my website too for like a digital version. They're a little bit less money and um, and they come with some extra stuff too, like a bunch of freebies. So uh, if people want to go to the website, that seems to be the easiest way to do it. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Then we're going to make sure to put the link there. Janelle, I want to ask you to, to slowly wrap up this session. I would love to ask you, what is one advice? I usually ask my, uh, my guests this. What is one advice you would give to parents? Maybe it's not one, maybe it's three, and that's also fine. Uh, what is the advice you would give to parents from your point of view, from your journey, your story, something that all of them can benefit listening? it's hard to like go into one piece of advice <laughs> i know that's why i say even if you want to give three it's okay <laughs> especially when i interview coaches we always say i don't have one advice i have three or i have five so that's fine just go shoot <laughs> um well i think you know just kind of sticking with the theme of everything that we've talked about um I really truly believe and know in my heart, the most important thing that you can do as a parent or as a partner, a wife or a husband, um, or even as just a human being in the world is actually to get in touch with your own child self, your own younger self and develop a relationship with that aspect of you uh, that is still so very much alive 
inside of you and um, is activated constantly and all the time. Uh, by developing a relationship with that part of yourself, you get to be the parent that maybe you didn't have or, or maybe you wanted to have. Um, and I know that that can sometimes bring up guilt because maybe we have in our head like, oh, our parents were amazing, but every parent makes mistakes. <laughs> and, um, and they're not, no parent is perfect. <laughs> if you believe you have a perfect parent, then you probably have way more work to do than, than people that don't think that. <laughs> um, because that, that's really, that's an illusion. And your parent is a, is a sub, maybe they were the perfect parent and that makes them subhuman. And that's going to be really hard to be able to achieve as an adult yourself. So by really, really, really working with this relationship with this younger part of you, both the wounded one uh, that developed a million different coping mechanisms to uh, go through life and the magical little child before the wounding uh, that is so in touch with who you really are on a, a really, really deep imagination-based level. Um, by having that relationship, you will transform your life. And not only that, you will transform your lineage as a parent, and that will go into um, the, the lineage that your partner has as well. So um, really, I can't emphasize that enough as, as my one piece of advice, work with developing a relationship with your child self. And, and, and it doesn't even have to be like a psychology thing and super intellectual and you know, my inner child, like really go into a meditation and imagine yourself as a child and imagine giving them everything that they wanted, whatever it was, whether it was love or toys or vacations or, or two parents or brothers and sisters or being an only child or whatever it is that maybe you feel guilty about for wanting, just give it to them because by giving it to them, you, are going to fill yourself up and then you can be more present in, in yourself uh, on a regular day-to-day -day basis. Beautiful, wow. I cannot express enough really appreciation uh, for you being here and sharing. And I know that listeners will benefit as well. So um, I'm just gonna say thank you. I mean, really thank you for being here. You're such a beautiful soul, beautiful person. And uh, you are uh, on an amazing journey and, and this is just the beginning I know for you. So I'm so proud of you and thank you once again for being here. And I just wanna thank my listeners for also always being here listening and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.